Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I feel like saying, welcome to the show, everyone. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for being here on a Bring It Back to Renegade podcast. And uh, I'm your host, along with my co-host, Tony Merkel. Uh, from the Confessionals podcast. Definitely check it out if you get a chance. What's going on, Tony? Not much, man. Friday night, ready to get this thing going. I got a lot of funny, funny stories. I got to tell you about Applebee's earlier today, too. That was enough to... I saw, uh, I saw that on your Facebook page. I was very curious what the story was behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into a lot of things. Um, I was laughing at this, um, and I know you know about it, Tony, but... Uh, the New York Post, they put up a thing, man desperately trying to sell his alien-infested ranch. And I was thinking, well, he could, you know, you could put a spin on that. You know what I mean? Like, he's saying alien-infested. We got this filthy ranch with a bunch of filthy aliens on it. Anyone want to buy it? <laughs> what do you know about it? Well, actually, you turned it, turned me on to it, and it turns out I was talking to my wife, and she was actually planning on posting it on the, uh, the Confessionals fan page this week, so it kind of all fell together. And I looked into it and stuff, and his name's John Edmonds, and I wasn't sure exactly, you know, what to make of it, you know, with the whole idea of, you know, an alien-infested ranch. And I started reading into it, and I started listening to some of his interviews and stuff, and this guy seriously has some, some hardcore activity going on on his property. And the thing is that it's not just him experiencing it. A lot of other people have experienced it as well. Um, I guess it, it started out where he he pretty much wanted to own his own horse ranch since he was eight years old and since he was eight years old he spent his entire life saving money for this ranch and uh so he finally gets the money so he moves out to arizona and he decides to buy this ranch straight up cash first day he moves he moves in they show up with a u-haul truck and they go into the house and the whole house is filled with people's furniture they never moved out and so he calls up his realtor and he's like yo like what's going on here we just pay for this straight up in cash and these people are still living here. And so the realtor is like, I don't know what you're talking about, but just, you know, go out to lunch, go out to dinner, watch a movie. When you come back, I'll have it taken care of. And so that's what they do. Had a good day, whatever, you know, made the best of it. Comes back in the evening and the house is empty. This is working out great, you know. So he thought, great, everything's good. They're walking through the house. They go out to the in-ground pool that they have out back. All the stuff that was in the house was in the in-ground pool, oh, piled up no. four feet out of the water. What and so, heck? right? <laughs> and so he thought that, you know, the owners were just being jerks. He calls the realtor up. The realtor didn't even believe him, had to come out and check out the property. And the realtor calls up these people, and they said that they showed up that day, and they thought that he did that, that all their stuff was in the pool. And so they just left it there, and they thought he was being the jerk. And so... That was the first weird experience. And it just started out slow with him because I think it was like the next day he's looking out his window and he sees this guy walking up his property with a machete. And so <laughs> he he grabs his revolver, he puts it in the back of his pants and he walks out and he's try, trying to be real cordial with the guy. He's like, you know, can I help you? And the guy's like, uh, who are you? And he's like, well, I own this property. And the guy goes, 
no, 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 this property is not for sale. And the guy goes, well, I have the deed to it now and I'm going to, you know, what are you doing here? And the guy said, well, I live here. And he said, what do you mean you live here? And he pointed back to like some kind of shack in the back of the property. And he's like, I live back there. Now let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. (laughs) And I live in a van down by the river. And he's like, well, I'm going to need you to, to leave. You're not allowed to be here anymore. This guy goes... This did, guy he, goes, did he ask him to put the machete down first? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he was trying to, you know, keep up with the man, the firepower here because yeah, he wasn't sure what this guy was up for. But he said to the guy, "You're going to have to leave." The guy said, "You don't want me to leave." And then he said, "What do you mean you don't want me to leave?" And he said, "My job here is to kill the monsters." And he's like, "What do you mean the monsters?" And he said, "My job is to kill the aliens and the monsters that come on this property." And he didn't know what he was talking about, so he escorted him off the property. He told me how to leave. And then after Seems that, like they like a guy started, you'd almost want to keep around. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, like, if I'm buying a property that's out in the middle of the desert, yeah. nobody's around. Like, you got to think, this, this whole area is secluded, very right. secluded. That's why he bought it. And there's one guy walking up the property with a machete, and he says, I live here, and I kill the monsters. Uh, I think I'm going to invite you in for a cup of coffee. I want to yeah. find out what you, do, what, I, you, what you know. <laughs> Can I get you a beer, you know, and- yeah. <laughs> like, let's let's hear your story yeah thanks for welcoming so, so what happened so he he um he escorts the guy off the property the guy leaves and after that things start happening he starts seeing lights in the sky and they thought okay well that's pretty cool actually you know they get to see these unidentified flying objects in the sky the new ranch kind of cool and then they saw the um uh what i'm drawing a blank russell crow was it russell crow kurt russell was the pilot when these, why am I drawing a blank? These lights in the sky in Arizona, famous lights. Um, um, yeah, you're talking about that flew over Phoenix, the Phoenix yeah, lights. Yeah, Phoenix lights. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. He, they, he actually witnessed the Phoenix lights himself. Him and his wife were in the car and stuff. And that's when they started connecting dots because they said they looked exactly like what they were seeing on their property. And this guy started seeing actual gray aliens on his property. He's claimed to have killed 19 of these things with a samurai sword. <laughs> Like he's he's killed him with other things other than samurai swords, but he his his weapon of choice is a samurai sword, and so like it's straight up like ninja style, you know what I mean? Uh, but he's talked about how Men in Black have showed up on his property, and the story with the Men in Black is he said that he was sitting on his patio cleaning his guns, and this government vehicle shows up at the house, and these guys he said it's a typical you know dressed in black and white and all that stuff. They get out of the SUV. And they walk up to his gate and he's thinking, OK, I got to go over there and probably let these guys in. And they literally walk through the gate like a ghost. He said they just straight up walk through the gate and walk up to him. And they told him, they said, you need to stop posting on the Internet about this property. You need to stop talking about this. And he's and he basically told him, you know, you guys got to get off my property. And they just kept on telling him, you need to stop talking about this place. But he's but from there, he, I mean, he's just seen so many different things. I mean, like, well, where the hell seen, is the machete guy at that point? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what are we paying the machete guy for? Get over here. We got two guys in suits. Well, he's gone now. He 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 told him to leave. And uh, he said that he said that he if he had the chance to see this guy again, he would buy him dinner and a beer because he he you know for saying sorry for never for always doubting him. You know, but um, it's a crazy property and. 
He's just had a lot of different things going on. And these grays, he said there's two portals on his property, one in the back of the property that these things show up through. And he said he's seen them come through the, the portals. Uh, and the other one is like in his living room. And so the crazy thing is he was doing an interview with somebody, I guess on YouTube or something like that. And he's on video, like just talking to these people. And in the background, you actually see a gray entity peek around the wall looking right at him from behind. He had no idea it was there. He just continues doing the interview. But you see this little head pop around the corner. I mean, and like I said earlier, he's not the only one that's seen these things. Like he's invited people out that want to come out to the property. They've taken pictures of grays. Like he actually has pictures of grays from his property. I mean, these people, see, lots of other people have seen this stuff. Uh, he, he even had one lady come in and uh, she, she was sitting on the couch. Or she was sleeping over, right? So she's sleeping over. She's laying on the couch, and I guess she opens her eyes in the middle of the night to see this like reptilian standing over her. It's just this giant like reptilian alien. And so she says that she wasn't even scared, that she was just trying to grab her phone to take a picture or a video so there's a proof of this. And she grabbed her phone, and it was just like a bunch of numbers and decimal points on her screen. She couldn't unlock it. So she runs back to the bedroom and stuff. And this guy, Jim, he said that he actually had a brain injury as a kid, like some kind of like head injury. And from that head injury, head injury, he has lost the ability to sense fear. He doesn't get scared. And so she runs back to this, his room and she said to him and his wife, there's a freaking reptilian in the living room. And she's like, are you going to go kill it? And he's like, no. And he rolls over <laughs> and covers up. And I guess he thought it was outside or something. I don't think he realized it was inside, but like, this guy's got one heck of a story. And if you ask him if he has specimens, he says, yes, I have specimens. He sent them away to labs. Uh, they've been un unidentifiable. He has more. Uh, it's just one of those things where it costs money. And he, who do you go to with these specimens? You know, when people don't want you to talk about it in the first place, you know, I wonder why he goes kill Bill on him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead <laughs> of using his gun, like the first guy had the machete and all of a sudden he's using. I wonder what it is with the sword. Well, one of the things he said is, when they're showing up in his house and he has to fight them in his house, bullets and brick don't mix good together. And he doesn't want to be damaging his house and stuff inside. So he decided to start using blunt objects. Like he used nunchucks for a little bit. He said those worked out pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Take this guy to go look for Sasquatch, man. Forget this right? alien stuff. <laughs> guy's got balls so, of steel. Right. I know. Like he's freaking awesome. I mean, I, I, I wanted to talk to this guy so bad. I reached out to him, actually. And uh, he's, he's, he's actually said that he'll come on my show and do an interview with me about his experiences on the property. So on Monday, I'm going to be interviewing him Monday evening uh, on his experiences on his property. It should be fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. I'm a little jealous. I'd love to talk to him. I was reading, there's a quote from him. They said, he actually says, says what's this guy's name? John Edmonds? John yeah, John Edmonds. Yeah, he says, they actually lev levitated my wife out of the bed in the master chamber and carried her into the parking lot and yes. tried to draw her up into the craft, he said, according to the outlet. Um, that's why I want to move. That's creepy, man. That's creepy. Yes. I mean, that sounds almost demonic. Film. I think aliens are demonic, but this guy's kill billing him with, uh, you know, going kill Bill on him and killing him. So I don't know if they're, they must be... Well, here's the thing. Biology. I mean, like he says that the times that he hasn't been able to kill them is because they like disappear before he gets to have the chance to. 
Like they're they're doing some kind of interdimensional thing, but they are killable at the same time. And he's talked about that whole levitating thing. Dude, his wife told him if she's ever being abducted and he sees it, that she'd rather him shoot her than be abducted. So she's levitating out and outside and being in the middle of an abduction. And he starts shooting at the craft right by her, trying to get it to drop her. And he actually does. It actually drops her. He runs underneath. Well, I think he was like underneath her already. She falls on him, breaks his fall, knocks them both out. She wakes up and she's like, What's, what are you doing? And he tells her. And she's like, you could have shot me. And he's like, you told me to shoot you if, <laughs> if you're being abducted. And she's like, well, I just I guess I never really thought it would happen. So <laughs> he's like, you need to be sure when you tell me these things. <laughs> Women, man. How about thank you for saving my life? <laughs> <laughs> right she's worried right. about it if he's gonna shoot her man i don't i don't even know how to even react to something like that i mean i can't imagine what this guy's going through and like it's active right now and here's the crazy thing about it like if this isn't crazy enough since he's moved onto that property when he moved out there and bought the property they were the only ones out there that was it like uh there was nobody like he had his property i think it's like 10 acres but outside of his property there was just nothing and now they're building up around there. It's a development and they're actually neighborhoods around his ranch. And so the word got out about his ranch. And now he has, you know, kids coming on the property at two o'clock in the morning because they see things and they're just really starting to become a problem for him. So not only does he have to worry about these gray aliens coming on. And he said that there's like three different types of entities coming onto his property. And there's there's ones he's actually had sit down meetings with and talked to. And then there's other ones that he just straight up kills. But now he has to worry about these kids coming on the property and getting, you know, eaten alive or something by these things, too. So he's got problems, man. Yeah, it sounds like it. Did, did he ever see Bigfoot or Dogman on his property? Do you know? I don't think I've ever heard him say that. I definitely am going to be asking him that on Monday. But he's the kind of guy like if he doesn't know something, he'll say, I don't know. Like he, he doesn't speculate on anything because he he's actually a counselor. He has a, a counseling degree. And so when this whole thing started happening, it was like totally outside of his realm. But one thing that he did that was from his training is he started taking meticulous notes as to what happened. Everything that's ever happened, he's taken meticulous notes on. So he has it all filed away and stuff. But it, it's just it's crazy. Like he has so many stories that I don't think I'd probably be able to cover it all in one show unless I did like a three hour show. Do you, do you think some of that stuff is demonic? Like, what's your honest opinion? Uh, I get the sense that, oh, for, first of all, I would, I would say that I go back and forth because of different accounts. Because I've never experienced anything, I can only go by what people say. And so I hear, you know, things like he's saying he's killing them. And so in my head, I'm like, how, how can some kind of demonic entity be killed, you know? But at the same time, you hear of other people's accounts. Well, even he talks about these things, you know, disappearing right in front of him. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I, I tend to lean towards the demonic side of things, but I don't think all of them are demonic. I think some of them, I don't know, like uh, maybe they're engineered. Maybe they're just shells, you know, for possession. I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? Do you think that, that they, they could be almost like designer so that they are just a house to inhabit the spirit? Uh, yes. <laughs> short answer are you short of words tonight <laughs> no no yeah no i think that they are i think that they're very demonic and i think that you know i don't know i, don't, I guess i don't know what to think about that you know i had a guy on the show tonight 
Um, and we were talking about uh, he had all this weird stuff going on at his home, and it was very poltergeist, very demonic. Um, and and then this guy's seen some weird stuff. But what I can tell you about the guest, Mike, um, is he didn't want to come on the show. He didn't even he wanted nothing to do with coming on the show. I practically had to beg him to come on the show. But he was having all this demonic stuff going on, and then he saw a dogman at his window. That's kind of the short version of what happened. But, you know, is there a correlation between the two? You know, it's hard to say. Uh, walking through walls and fences like those men, in, like the Men in Black story, um, although they seem to be physical. You know, so I, I don't know. I guess it, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about all that stuff, I mean, there's just so many different wormholes you can go down with this stuff i mean it, it, there really isn't just a straight and narrow path to the answer and i think that's where we all get lost at because we just don't know because these things wrap around to each other it, it sometimes they seem connected sometimes they're not uh but i mean like you talk about the dog man the the uh, bigfoot like you know there's a lot of people out there that study these things and they believe that they're nephilim you know and then you and you start talking about how is that even possible and then I think in, I think it is in the book of Enoch, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that talks about how the fallen angels were so perverted they actually perverted with uh, animals and uh, plants. They they wanted to you know mess everything up. And so if they were messing around with animals too, who knows? You know, like I I just I don't know. But if if they have any kind of um, evil origin, I don't know. Like cause, I mean, you talk about the Nephilim and and the whole you know, uh, fallen angel thing that that's a supernatural thing. And, and the Nephilim that were the offspring would certainly have some kind of supernatural ability, I would think. Yeah, no, I, I think that they did. What's interesting though, is like with the dogmen, and I said it on, on tonight's show, uh, on Sasquatch Chronicles plug, uh, that, uh, <laughs> Tony's laughing. Um, no, but I said that on the show, what's interesting with the dogman, all people, when people, a report seeing the dogman or they have encounters with the dogman they always say it's evil and that always um you know what do you make of that when you see a cougar you don't think it's evil when you see a bear you don't think it's evil and so even a lot of times with sasquatch most people don't say it's evil uh, there are those accounts where they say that but with the dogman they always say it's evil and you see a lot of correlations between alien encounters and sometimes bigfoot encounters and dogman encounters. And sometimes it blurs the lines as far as, okay, where do I put this? And I've been wondering over the years if it should all go in one bin at this point. Uh, because a lot of stuff you hear with like dogman encounters or with, um, you know, sometimes even like Bigfoot encounters, people talk about them disappearing or uh, mind speaking or, you know, and there is some odd stories that it's hard to discredit them you know there are some kooks don't get me wrong but there is some of the, the a lot of the stories you can't quite discount because the for instance a person doesn't want to come on the air they want nothing recorded they just want to tell you what happened and they don't want it posted anywhere on the blog and so you know okay and so i've had so many of those um privately that i'm not really sure what to make of them does that make any sense, or I just ramble for the last minute and a half? No, <laughs> no, that makes sense to me. I mean, I understand. There's just—I don't mean to cut you off, but 
uh, even with a lot of alien encounters. To be honest with you, there's a lot of paranormal stuff that goes on with alien encounters. Missing time, strange lights, uh, these entities that seem to be able to walk through walls. And I've actually talked to some of them off the air, a lot of these people who claim to have been abducted. And on two of them, I can tell you they have proof they've been abducted. And they need to go to the freaking doctors, what they need to do, um, and have some of the stuff taken out of them. But, you know, and I'm not a researcher in Bigfoot, and I'm not a researcher in aliens, but I like to investigate it. I like to look into it. And what you find is a, a lot of similarities, I guess is what I'm trying to say, between, like, poltergeist activity, alien activity, sometimes Bigfoot yes. activity, dogman activity, these strange lights, these other strange cryptids. You can almost find a portion of someone's encounter story in each one of these things. And sometimes you wonder, are, are we talking about the same thing? You know, are, are we, are these all separate issues or all, all of these all one issue? Sometimes I wonder if there's a little bit of everything that goes into this. I mean, you know how like we have, we have so many people that theor like, all right, for me, I say I'm an investigator with Bigfoot. I'm a theorizer. I, I don't really research, even though I got, you know, a research group, according to the name, I, I don't really research. I'm, I'm very unorganized. But there's so many people out there that are putting time into learning about these different things, whether it's aliens, Bigfoot, Dogman, UFO, it doesn't matter. Like, there's so many people out there that have different ideas or experiences. And sometimes I, I start thinking, could there be um, little pieces of everything that kind of goes together that makes this more understandable on a more macro level like for instance all right so is there a spiritual aspect to all of this okay like a, a supernatural aspect where uh you know you're talking about all these different entities all these different phenomena is there a spiritual aspect but also a physical aspect and could they coexist so like the idea of dogman or bigfoot or even aliens i mean could there be like uh evil for lack of better words because i know people get upset with when people when people keep saying demonic 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 but for lack of better words when you have these demonic forces out there these evil forces could they actually uh have there's this physical and spiritual coming together so there's this supernatural demonic entity side of things where maybe they're housing in physical forms so like i kind of said earlier with the whole alien thing i mean could there be uh, demonic entities, demonic entities out there that literally generate or make houses, physical bodies to dwell in. Uh, because what we do know about demonic entities and demonic forces is that when they are in, or when they're around, they actually need something to dwell in. That's what they want. Um, that's why you see inanimate objects being. Uh, possessed or you have houses being possessed, people being possessed. Uh, th there's always this, this need for a housing. And so I just wonder like, if these aliens are maybe demonic, could they be just generating their own houses, their own bodies to dwell in uh, for the purpose of communicating and being uh, interactive with us on a physical level? Does it make sense? I'll give you the Ron Moorhead answer. You could be right, Tony. You could be right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I tend to agree with you. Uh, we didn't talk about anything fun. I thought uh, we were going to. I thought we were going to sit here and drink and 
just kind of <laughs> BS, man. Uh, did you hear about the British man he, that ran away from home and he lived in the woods for 10 years all because his wife nagged him too much? <laughs> this guy's the best, dude. This guy's you absolutely got- the best. Uh, Malcolm Applegate, 62, of uh, uh, Birmingham, uh, opened up his new life with his old one. Anyway, I'll get to the I'll get to the good part here. He's <laughs> he wrote uh, he was a gardener for 25 years and enjoyed his job until he got married. Bum bum bum. Uh, he wrote that the more hours <laughs> he worked, the angrier his spouse became. Uh, she didn't like me being out of the house for long periods of time. The controlling behavior started to get out of hand, and she demanded I cut the hours, Applegate wrote. But this is hilarious. The funniest part is, so basically, this guy goes and lives in the woods for 10 years and doesn't tell a soul. He tells no one. He comes back. He basically leaves. He's tired of his wife's crap, goes, lives in the woods. And I was laughing. I guess I shouldn't laugh, but I was laughing so hard here um, because he said that (laughs) – he said that – um, a- after he tried to work it out with his wife, Applegate wrote, he left without saying anything to anyone for a decade. The gardener wrote, he lived in the woods near uh, Kingston for five years and tended a garden at a community center for the elderly. And it, But he goes on, <laughs> he says that Applegate uh, reported he was happy w- with his new home and recently got in touch with his sister who thought he was dead. I was just like, this guy's <laughs> unbelievable, man. He gets tired of his wife's crap and just goes and lives in the woods. How awesome is that? Yeah, I mean, he must not have had a very social life to just disappear off the map like that. I mean, it makes you wonder how a guy like that gets married to begin with, you know? Yeah, you know she must have been a pain in the ass if he's like, he just up and leaves <laughs> and he decides to live in the woods for a decade. Well, how, how, if that's the case, then how'd she get him to marry her in the first place, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a happily married man, so I really wouldn't know much about that. <laughs> yeah, you can't comment on that story. I don't want to get in trouble, man. <laughs> I'll go ahead and comment on that story. I don't blame the guy. Pack up and go. <laughs> and don't forget your ninja sword, like uh, at the start yeah, of his ranch. The samurai sword. Now, I wonder if that guy ran into anything out there. Ten years out there in the woods. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he was in England. I don't know what to think about that, honestly. I don't know if, what they have going on in England. Um, I just I, did, I just I, interviewed a guy uh, two three weeks ago. I, ha- I aired that interview. Uh, it's called the Beast of Britain, and he basically researches sea monsters. But he went into the whole Bigfoot phenomenon over there. And since I think he said like the eighties, there's somebody that came out that really started researching it. And since then, it's been a snowball effect. And there's been a lot more people coming forward saying, "Yes, we've been seeing these things for a while now." I don't think it's a huge population, but people are definitely claiming over there that they see a a Bigfoot type. Of creature, yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard to say because when I think of England, I don't. I have a lot of listeners in England, which always shocked me uh, that they're interested in Bigfoot. Yeah, but England doesn't seem like it's that big for a population of these things. It just doesn't seem like it. It's big enough. I don't know. Well, how big is? I mean, compared to Washington State, how big is England? I mean, isn't it bigger than Washington State? Right. Well. What I, uh, I was actually a rhetorical question. <laughs> Thanks for calling me Sorry. out. I don't know how big England is. I can tell you on the map it doesn't look that big. No, I don't know. I really don't know how big England is. Um, I never thought it was that big. But apparently, well, I, I, I just know that uh, there was this guy that um, 
he's got a channel called uh, Bigfoot Tony, and he oh, caught yeah. video. I post his stuff all the time. Yeah, and he w- one of his best videos on there was his, and he was just out videoing the area and stuff. I guess he was doing research, and you see him reaching for a branch at a tree close to him, trying to pull something off it or whatever. And in the background, way in the background, you see the top of this tree just sway left to right or right to left. And I mean, I'm talking it was it swayed big time like there was a big wind or something, but nothing else moved. And at the very bottom of the tree, at the base of it, you can see something pushing the tree. It's I don't know what to make of that, but I mean, it's there for sure. Anybody can go on YouTube and look for it. Yeah, I always assumed it was some American guy putting on a pretentious English accent. <laughs> I didn't realize he was actually from there, and he's doing got, he's doing research. What were we gonna say? I got I got a listener in England that wishes he was from Texas. <laughs> no kidding. Why? No kidding. Why? Why Texas? His name's Luke, and he is just in love with our country. And he's got what he calls his bar. I, I think it's like a like I don't know. It looks to me like a some kind of shed or something where he goes to drink and stuff. And it's decked out in like the American flag and all these other like American things. And, and it's just totally like Americanized, like Texan looking. And when I'm talking to him and stuff, he's like, yeah, if I could go anywhere in the States, it'd be Texas. He just, <laughs> he wants to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Luke, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's very interesting though to see how people react to our country from other countries because I was just talking to a guy yesterday that's in Canada and actually he's from England. He has an English accent, but I think he was raised mostly in Canada. And I was talking to him yesterday and he was telling me how he loves our country. He's actually think he actually thinks that down the road he might become a citizen, him and his family. And uh I'm like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, and he's all about it. Like he just I mean, he posts stuff on Instagram and it's a lot of political stuff. I'm like, dude, you're a Brit that lives in Canada. What do you care about American politics? <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious because I've always wanted to go to I'm just the opposite. You know, I've seen enough of America. I want to go see England. I want to go see, you know, but I barely leave Washington State, let alone get on a plane, and leave the country. <laughs> you know what I mean? I barely leave out of my, outside my front door. Right. I have the habits of like a 90 year old man. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm not into traveling outside the country at all. Uh, the world's too crazy for me. I went, I, went, <laughs> I went to California earlier this year with Lindsay, and we went to San Francisco. We left a day early. I just, I get bored, man. I'm just, I want to be at home and just do nothing. That's my vacation kind of thing. I don't like doing a whole lot. You know, you brought up uh, Canada. Did you hear about the, uh, this lady? Is it a lady or a guy? I'm not sure from the, uh, oh, it was a guy. Uh, he's 38 years old. He's a father of two. And he got fined for singing. He was going down the road, and so he popped in his favorite CD into the car stereo. CNC Music Factory. 1990 hit. Gonna make you sweat. Just Ooh, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good tune. He's got some good taste for Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to Canadians. <laughs> so he, he's driving down the road. Lights light up behind him. And he's thinking they want to pass because, you know, he's not speeding. He's not doing anything. And so uh, they come over the the speaker and basically tell him to pull over. Uh, it's a C- CTV Montreal. Um, the, the police officer. So four cops come up come up to his all. They basically surround the car and uh, start checking inside the car. And then they asked him if he screamed, and he said, "No, I was singing." 
and the police checked his <laughs> license, registration, and then gave him a $149 ticket, be 118 in the U.S., for the offense of screaming in public. Man, they're hard ass up there, man. I always thought the Canadians wow. were like laid back, you know, chilling out, but... yeah. No, wow, he must have been really into that song, man. Yeah, was it him screaming or was it the the song screaming? Because I know in the beginning it starts out and it sounds like somebody's screaming. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh man, that guy must have been really into it. Me and my brother, we get into some music and stuff on the car rides. We just came back from New York, and uh, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I had taken like an hour nap because I was just drained, and he's driving. I wake up and I look over at the kid. It looked like he was going to pass out, and I wasn't about to drive because I was dead tired. So we got into some serious uh, car jam music. I mean, I put the video online and stuff just for people to laugh at me and stuff. It was it's pretty uh, it's pretty stupid actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, usually when I'm on long road trips with my brother, we just argue the whole time. So. Oh, I'm sure there's stories in there for that one. Oh, you have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, what was this other thing I was trying to, I was going to want to tell you about? Um, the lady that... Um, Tied her kid to the roof? Yeah, did you hear about that? Yeah, so she's leaving, she buy, she's leaving Walmart, and she's buying a, a pool, and then she didn't buy any, any rope or anything to, stra- <laughs> to strap it down, and so she told her kid to get up there, and I don't have it in front of me, so I apologize to the audience. I think he was nine for some reason, nine comes up, but she had him basically sit inside the pool on top of the roof of the minivan, so the pool, <laughs> she wouldn't lose the pool, and she got, um, you know, child endangerment, got, basically got busted, but who the hell does that? You know what I mean? This isn't like 1968, <laughs> you know what I mean, where, where you just ride in the back and you hope for the best, but... I, well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it, it's kind of like, I don't know, man. I, I look at it the opposite way. We're a, we're a bunch of wusses these days. Can't stop our kids on the roof without getting pulled over? What's that about, man? uh don't you have a kid on the way yeah i don't see the problem (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's like uh i remember when i was a kid man uh we i remember we had this like 1970 something car in the early 80s car and uh i remember laying in you know the back window the the very station wagons well not necessarily station wagon i think this was like a crown vic or something but when i was a little kid i used to sleep up there on long road trips i'd just lay really? up there and sleep yeah and it's just funny nowadays you'd never see anything like that you know it's it's uh that doesn't compare to being strapped to a roof and hoping for the best how but i want to know how much did he volunteer cost? for it yeah how much do what? those pools cost aren't those pools like 30 bucks <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's some well-spent money you don't want to lose that i mean put the kid on the roof take him make him hold it down you know walmart sells straps I bet the kid volunteered. I bet the kid volunteered. I bet, I bet he he enjoyed it. He thought it was real cool. Yeah, there's a lot of things that kids think are cool. But as a parent, you, you should probably <laughs> stop and go, hmm, that may not be a great idea. <laughs> I'll, learn, I'll learn on the job. I love your enthusiasm, but that, that may not be a great idea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't strap my kid to the roof. Don't come knocking on my door. Did you... Uh, this is way off. These are weird transitions, but I, I got to tell you this. Uh, the Twitter employee that shut down tr- uh, Trump's account. Oh, my God. I heard about that. I did hear about that. that You're fired. That's crazy. <laughs> that's ballsy, man. That's ball- yeah. the president of the United States. That's the guy you're going to shut down? I mean. That's that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at in society. Yeah. Let's shut down like Harvey Weinstein's or maybe Kevin Spacey or 
Don't um, get me started. Ellen Don't or freaking get me well, started, man. Ellen. Ellen didn't really do anything, but you know what I mean. Like, there should be a long list of people before you get to the president, and you're like, hey, let's shut this guy's account. I realize it's your last day at Twitter, but I mean, it's not your last day in front of the Secret Service either. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I was just yeah. blown away by it. I was like, what the hell? But I mean, that just tells you, man, like people don't fear the president. They don't fear uh, laws and regulations. They, it, it, It's a total rebellious state that we're living in right now in society. It's just everything's ass backwards. Everything. It, it, it's just I don't get it. But I mean, yeah, it's um, not necessarily fear. It's just respect, you know. Right. You know, and I, I would I would say the same for President Barack Obama. You know, would have been just as disrespectful to do it to him or sure. uh, Clinton or you know, it's not just Republicans. It's President of the United States. What are you doing? You know, well, I, it's, it, it makes you wonder different. how like Twitter just gives you access to that. You think they'd shut that down and not? Um, I mean, I can give you an example when I did, um, well, I probably shouldn't even get into this. I did online, um, college for a while. I was a recruiter and was it online dating? No, 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 no. It was actually, it was a real college. (laughs) Um, but one of my clients that came in was pink. Wait, the, the actual singer pink. Yeah, it was pink. It was Alicia Moore. And it was funny because I was taught, you know, there's a, uh, basically like a sales script you follow and if you're really good at it you make it sound like you're not reading it even though you are but and i got to that point where i was so good at it i could i didn't even need it in front of me and i'm sitting here bragging about that like (laughs) 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 but uh anyway uh, alicia moore called in one time and uh, i was talking to her and when you when you talk to prospective um college uh people uh, people coming in it was mainly adults i was gonna say college kids but it's mainly adults and but you know you ask them what they do for a living what do they want to do on and on and on and she's like well i'm a singer and i was like well that's great but what are we gonna do about your future (laughs) (laughs) and i'm sitting sitting and talking to her and she's like well i'm 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 pink and i'm like sure you're a sweetheart it's okay (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I get it. You want to be a singer. You you want to be like Pink, and she's like, "No, Wes, I, I'm Pink. My my real name is Alicia Moore." And she's wow. like, I, "I don't." Um, I was like, "Well, what if the singing thing doesn't work out?" <laughs> she's already like a Grammy award winning. You know, I'm just trying to get the sale at that point. But she is super sweet, super nice, very um, down to earth, very sweet. Um, I can't say enough good things about her. You know, you see her on TV and you see her up on stage and she's got her hair and she's very sweet, very nice, very nice person. Uh, But even in that situation, the reason I bring that up is even in that situation, they took her from me and had someone in corporate deal with it because it was a celebrity. Now, you think with the president of the United States, if you work for Twitter, you don't think some guy making like 10 bucks an hour, you know, hey, well, thanks for calling Twitter customer service is going to have access to the president's account. Like, what are they doing over there? Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, he's, he's different in the sense that, I mean, it doesn't matter what your affiliation is, Democrat, Republican, whatever. Uh, he's just different because he's on Twitter. He goes on Twitter and he, tw- like his, his account never would have been taken down like that if he wasn't so uh, in your face on Twitter and pushing buttons. You know, he's just a different guy, like all, all together. And that's what I meant earlier. Like, 
there is no respect for this man at all as the president of the United States because, I mean, part of it he brings on himself because of the things that he does and things that he says and stuff. I mean, uh, part of it you're like, yeah, I want a president that, you know, isn't afraid to say how it is and all that stuff. But at the same time, by doing that, unabashed, like, like without any uh, recollection of, you know, anybody else's thoughts and opinions on things, it's going to put a big target on your back. And that's exactly what's happened to him over the last year. And I mean, it's really just a little thing. I mean, take down the president's account. Really, it's not a big deal. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, but it just shows the lack of respect overall for what he's got going on. Yeah, and and I, I'm with you. I think he, you know, they all tweeted. Really, Barack Obama tweeted too. Um, and I get accused. Of, Did he? Yeah, he tweeted a lot. Yeah, he's. Oh, see, he's I didn't know that. Same with Michelle and. And, you know, I'm not a Democrat. I wouldn't really say I'm a Republican. You know, I try and give everyone a fair shake. Right, Even Barack too. Obama. I wanted, to, I, I wanted him to succeed. I disagree with just about all of, every one of his policies. Not every one of them, but most of his policies. You, but, were, you were pro Fast and Furious, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, you want the president to, to succeed. It doesn't matter if he's Republican. It doesn't really matter if he's Democrat. You want the president to succeed. And you don't see that anymore in this country. You know, if you're a Democrat, then Trump's a, a scumbag. You know, if you're a Republican, then Obama's a scumbag. And it's like, well, give me a break. You know what I mean? I don't think Barack right. or um, uh, President Obama or President Trump, I don't think you take that job because you want to fail. I think every one of those guys' ego is so big, they want to be the best president this country has ever seen. And, and that's just a fact. And so if they come in with that mentality and you want them to succeed, then you know, why, why would you go after Trump? But Trump does make his own bed sometimes. You know, you saw Absolutely. that with the, uh, the terrorist, the, the, um, the terrorist in New York and Trump, he put on his, um, his Twitter. He says, NYC terrorist was happy as he asked to hang ISIS flag in his hospital room. He killed eight people, badly injured 12. And this is all caps, should get death penalty. So I understand where President Trump's coming from. Right. I think that's all, how we all feel. I mean, I think you'd be insane not to feel any different. The problem with that is they're going to argue now he's not going to get a fair trial because they're going to try Absolutely. him. So they're going to say, you know, he's not going to, there's no way he can get a fair trial now with the president of the United States saying he should get the death penalty. Is Trump right? Yeah, I think he's right. But he's not right in the sense that, you know, where are they going to take this guy now to try him? Pakistan? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I heard that, too, and stuff. And I, I definitely agree with you 100% that, you know, he's not going to get a fair trial now uh, because of that. At least that's what they'll argue. Whether you agree with it or not, and most people probably do agree with it, it doesn't matter what you think. It, what matters is the fact that the president of the United States said that on Twitter. That's the problem here. You know, like, do I agree? Yeah, I'm pro death penalty. And I think that that guy should be put down. You know, that's the nicest way I can put it. Uh, but he's the president of the United States. He has to practice some kind of restraint and he w will not do that. And he's an alpha male. You know what I mean? And, and that's what everybody fell in love with. He's an alpha male. But there's no humility in him to the point where he's not going to listen to anybody. He's going to do his thing, whether he passes or fails at it he's going to do him and that's going to he, he's shooting himself in the foot sometimes when it comes to this stuff because 
the fact that we have somebody who the media is willing to label a terrorist. Let's not go down the road of Vegas because that was terrorism, even though they don't want to say it was wasn't it was terrorism. Uh, this guy, we actually have a terrorist who committed an act on American soil alive. And he's he has a chance of getting off easy because the president couldn't stop tweeting. That's a problem. It's a major problem. You know, and like I said, I want Trump to succeed, but sometimes he just says dumb stuff. Um, and I, I've been called a liberal on this program oh, yeah. <laughs> by, by some of my oh, other yeah. hosts. I know Duke and I go round and round, but he just says dumb stuff sometimes, like build a wall. Okay, <laughs> go on. Go ahead. Fantastic. Let's build a wall. I'm all for it. I'm all, I like walls. Let's build some walls. But you cannot say Mexico is going to pay for this. It shows you how dumb everyone is. You know, let's get those Mexicans to pay for it. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, let's get that. There we go. Let's get those Mexicans to pay for it. Well, how are we going to do that? The former president uh, of Mexico, Vicente Fox, he said today, and I'm quoting him, he said, I'm not going to pay for that, quote, effing wall. <laughs> so if you don't uh, get an actual check from the Mexican government for 8 or 10 or $12 billion, whatever it will cost, how are you going to make them pay for the wall? I will, and the wall just got 10 feet taller, believe me. It's got 10 feet taller. And it's like, well, we'll just tell them. And just then, will. And then they go and they tell them, and the president of Mexico is like, no, I, I ain't paying for your wall. No. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, what's plan B? Well, let's do it through taxes. Fantastic idea. And you see, I even saw there's a big – there's a guy in, in my field of research that is a professor at a college. And he's pushing this build a wall, make Mexico pay for it crap. And I'm like, great. How would you get how would you get Mexico to pay for it? Well, we'll just tax her we'll just tax their stuff that comes in, their imports. Well, who pays that tax? Well, the Mexicans right. would. Well, how would the Mexicans pay that tax? Well, you would pay that tax. I would pay that tax. That that's how it's tariffs. Yeah, so it's tariffs. Exactly. And so we're paying for the wall. That isn't quite the story everyone was sold in the beginning. We're going to get those Mexicans to pay for the wall. And no one stopped and went, well, how are we going to make them pay for the wall? And then it's like, well, we'll just, you know, we'll hurt them real hard with those imports. And we'll just, we'll tax them. We'll tax every one of those imports. Well, who pays that tax? I think, I believe I pay that tax. You pay that tax. The listener pays that tax. So we're paying for the wall. And if that's the case, just shoot me straight and say, hey, listen, dickhead. I know you voted for me, but guess what, sweetheart? You're going to be paying for this wall. Just be straight with me and, you know, give me some grease and just yeah. tell me what's what's going to happen. But don't lie to me and tell me those Mexicans are going to pay for it. Give me a freaking break. You know, it's like the American public uh, got all caught up in a pyramid scheme because that's what that's what people feel like in pyramid schemes. They, they see this whole idea, this uh, Oh, I can make so much money. How does it work? I don't know, but I can make a lot of money doing it. And I'm going to do it. And they jump in both totally. feet. And, and they do it for two years. They lose 10 grand. And they're like, wait a second. I was supposed to make a lot of money. And I lost 10 grand. It, it, I know I just laid out a bunch of detail there, but that's because I'm actually a victim of <laughs> being in the Amway. Really? So, Are you yeah, really? yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did Amway when I was in my early 20s. I was desperate to make money because I was broke. And I was a young married guy broke 
working on cars. I didn't know what to, what else to do, so I I got caught up in the Amway. So thing what for did two you sell? Years. What did you actually sell? Soap. No, <laughs> I saw <laughs> bed sheets. I sold, uh, yeah, you know, well, Amway sells just everything. They got so much stuff, so it's not like just one thing. Like back in the day, it used to be just soaps, you know. But uh, they do a bunch of different stuff, and I was trying to push like what they call perfect water, uh, which is like oxygenized water, and it's supposed to make you like I don't know. But I, I I'm an awful salesman, awful salesman, especially if I don't believe in the product. <laughs> and, uh, in about two years, I lost ten grand. I spent about ten grand between wow. all the conferences, all the product that I, I bought, all the material. You. Oh man, were you, like man- were you like a regional? Were you like a regional manager? No, nah, dude, I couldn't get I couldn't even scrape the gum off their shoes, man. Like, honestly, like I was I was bad. I was really bad. Like there's I think the first uh, well, you're selling, bracket of you're people, selling water with oxygen. You're aware that there's <laughs> oxygen in water already. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But it's like super oxygenized. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't even remember my sales pitch. I don't think I had one. I don't know. It's just like, here's some awesome water. Buy it. You know, <laughs> like, I wonder why I sold one case or two cases in two years, you know. So, <laughs> but no, I, I honestly, it was just one of those bad decisions. And Lindsay, my wife, she hated it from the beginning, but she supported <laughs> me <laughs> and she went to these meetings with me and all that stuff. But after I got, two years, I got, I got one better than than that. But that? I, I, wa- I walked away from it though. I was probably uh, let me take a little sip here. I was probably like seventeen years old. You remember Kirby vacuum? <laughs> vacuum. <laughs> what? <laughs> you remember Kirby vacuum? Where the guys would come knock on your door and they would yeah. like translate the vacuum. Yeah. So I was looking for part time work because I was already working full time and I had a baby on the right, actually. Yeah, I think I was 19 when this happened, 19 or 20. And uh, so I, I I wanted to have an extra job. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, so I answered this ad and the ad was like looking for salespeople that are driven. And it's like could make up to 500K a year. <laughs> and I was like, OK, well, that, that sounds good. And so I go I go in there and it's this room full of people. And basically you walk in and they shut the door. And they make everyone wear name tags, make you write your name, and you have to introduce yourself. And so they start, they're like, okay, well, uh, here you go. Here's our welcome to the company video. And I'm thinking, are we hired? (laughs) Are we hired at this point? (laughs) uh, I don't remember filling out any W-2s or any, you know, tax forms, 1040s or anything. And so they, um, he hits play on the thing, and it's Captain Kirk. Uh, What's his name? From Star Trek? Yeah, from Star Trek. Captain Kirk. What's his name? I can't think of his, uh, William... I can't think of his name. Shatner. Shatner. Yeah, it's William Shatner. And it starts out the video, he's like vacuuming his home, and like some guy comes and knocks on the door. <laughs> it's totally like, this guy comes and knocks on the door, and Shatner's like really milking it up for the cameras, and he sells him this vacuum, and Shatner's like, welcome to the family, you're all hired, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So I guess it wasn't as good as your Amway story, but so you didn't actually commit. No, I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> okay, so I, I went to a, a meeting before the Amway stuff, and I I was like, there's something off about this. I just couldn't put my finger on it, but there was something off about it. I just didn't trust these people. But they did a similar thing where they showed me a video and everything, 
and uh, you know they're like make sure you come dressed in business attire and i was like oh man this is official i get there and it's like fold out chairs and i'm like the only there's like two people in the room and it's like dimly lit and they turn on a video that was made in 1985 and i'm like what is going on here and but you know the amway people they were they were a little bit more slick they got me they got me yeah no this that's how this was it was like you had to come in a suit and tie and it started out like with the star trek theme and (laughs) william shatner's just vacuuming me like his living room and I was like, what the hell is this? What's going on here? And then pretty soon we were all hired. I was like, I don't remember, I don't remember agreeing to be hired. Like, what is the starting salary? And they're like, well, you can make dozens and dozens and dozens of dollars. Basically, you sell, <laughs> basically sell this vacuum for, you know, like a vacuum costs $150. This is your water, your water product you were just yeah. talking about. Well, this vacuum was like $1,000. And you had to explain to them how, why this $1,000 vacuum was better than the $125 vacuum they got sitting right there. And you couldn't. I mean, it was ridiculous to even try and sell someone on that. But uh, that's funny. (laughs) That's where you draw the line between selling and lying. If you're good at lying, you might be able to sell something. Yeah. The, the, The pyramid scheme stuff, I mean... I don't know. I, I think I've come across more people than not that have at least encountered it and thought about it the more I talked about it. So I, the less I felt bad about it, <laughs> my two year commitment. But uh, I actually I actually the one guy called me up maybe like two years ago and he's like, hey, man, you want to grab some breakfast? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I went and grabbed breakfast with him and we were talking. It was just a good conversation. And then he whipped out this uh this napkin and started drawing these diagrams on it and trying to get me back in. <laughs> and I was like, no, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm good, man. And he's like, I'll pay for your breakfast. I'm like, that's cool, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in. I'm not joining back with that again. I think the story I'd like to end on, unless you got something else, Tony. Go for it, man. This time traveler. Did you hear about this? A little bit. This guy was drinking and he's from the year. Let's get a little music here. He's from the year 2048, and aliens forced him to drink, and so he he basically traveled back in time. And why he chose uh, Casper, Wyoming, 2017, I'm not really sure, but for some reason, actually, there there is a reason. Let me pull it up here. They, they basically asked him why he came back to that time period, and he said he figured... Why not come to present-day Casper and warn residents that aliens are arriving next year? I mean, this guy, that might have been, that must have been a hell of a drink, man. This is the type of guy <laughs> I want to go drinking with. <laughs> are they sure he was drinking? Oh, yeah, he was hammered. He was arrested for being <laughs> okay. intoxicated. And he had this, al- like, he's from the year 2000, was it, 48? See, I, I was just making sure that he's not one of those guys that were like, oh, he's crazy. And then the next year we're like, oh, crap, that dude was, that was he was serious. <laughs> Like it's like the, one of those homeless people in Philly. You, you talk to them, and they, it's like they're they're practically like in another planet. And all of a sudden, the next year, everything they were saying to you is like absolutely true. You're like, oh my god, that, yeah. that homeless dude down the corner was for real. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's it, ma'am. I got a hot tub and booze and women waiting. So uh, oh, you enjoy your married life. And uh, <laughs> I got a show to edit for tomorrow. Yeah. No, I'll probably be editing it too. But for the listeners out there, check out Tony's channel, uh, The Confessionals. 
It's on iTunes. Go go check it out after this. Go download his shows. He does a great job. And uh, yeah, Tony, thanks for coming on with the Renegade podcast, man. It's kind of fun just to be us. And yeah. uh, we should talk about behind the scenes stuff that we don't get to say on the show. You know, in the like future. what? Oh, there's all kinds of stuff, man. I can tell you all <laughs> kinds of stuff. I can have longer than I have. Behind the scenes, Sasquatch Chronicles. I could tell you all kinds of stories behind the scenes. Uh, we'll have to do a show on it. That works for me. That works for me. All right, brother. All right, Wes. I'll talk to you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.